Hey, all you podcast listeners, this is Liz Mayer from the Work and Win podcast. And today, Yuri Lee and I will discuss our time of the month and how to master it versus mask it. We tend to want to avoid this topic, the topic of our periods, because we have been taught to. However, if we start using our cycles for what they are, messages from our bodies, we can learn to listen to our cycles and actually be more effective at work. Happy listening. Happy Valentine's Day, Liz. Um, So how do you feel about this Hallmark holiday? I got to tell you, I don't love it. Um, And I was trying to like kind of dig deep and like understand why. Like one, I do not like the way my kids are behaving after eating their Valentine's Day chocolates. Um, Two... There's just like this pressure to feel loved or, you know, just feel love in general. And I think that dates back to like, you know, kindergarten when you had that anxiety of like giving and getting Valentine's Day cards. It was just like, I don't know, it just felt too forced. Didn't love it. Um, But, you know, I got my kids their little Valentine's Day gift bags and told them I loved them and hugged them. And then for me, I was like, what does this day mean? So I I Googled it, I looked it up, and Liz, you're going to find this fascinating, but did you know that back in 3rd century AD, the Romans used to celebrate this day called Lupercalia or something, I'm sure I'm butchering it, but Lupercalia, Um, and it was a day that they would like purify and cleanse a city and release fertility, and they would like sacrifice animals, and then what this whip women with the hides of those animals and then they would do like a lottery to like match make the women (laughs) so i was like that is crazy um and i didn't love it so i decided to flip the switch this morning and i spanked johan with the bacon that he made (laughs) that i helped bring home by the way um Mm. and so yeah i mean i think we just make valentine's day what we want of it which is a day to show love to people right yeah for sure i think it's interesting too that you did the research on valentine's day and you're finding that it's about fertility um because i mean of course like that's what it's all about right is valentine's and love and ultimately that leads to fertility and, and creation and i think the fascinating thing about that is if I think about like the colors of Valentine's Day, they're like the color red, the color pink. And I think we're comfortable talking about like fertility and love and baby making. But I think there's one thing that we're actually leaving out um, that is ultimately the heart of the topic today that we're going to talk about, which is our periods. Yes. Right. Yes. Nobody wants to talk about that. Right. No, I'm sure there are listeners cringing right now at even us saying period. I mean, I hate my period. I feel disgusting when I have my period, you know, but I think uh, hopefully the way we talk about it gives us new meaning to our period. We find power in our period. Right. And I think it's good to for our listeners because they might say, wait a minute, this isn't a health podcast. You know, Yuri and Liz are not gynos, nor do we want to be? (laughs) But I think it's important because we are talking about work in this podcast. 
And whether you're a man listening to this podcast and you're absolutely cringing, but you're intelligent as hell because you're listening, you know, to stuff that's ultimately geared for women, or if you're a woman and you've, you know, felt the need to really conceal this part of you, what's most important is just realizing that your period can equate to power because there's ultimately elements of your cycle that if you tap into, you can leverage your power and you can do things actually better based on your biological flow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. I think like the the opposite of that though, and, and some of what we'll be talking about too, is sometimes how cruddy we feel when we have our periods. And I really hate saying this because I just don't know if it's, you know, a, a feminist thing to say, but it impacts work sometimes, you know? Um, but I think the thing you and I are, are very comfortable, you know, saying to each other is we go with the flow. We listen to our bodies, you know, um, and there may be days that we ha- we take rest, but then there are days that we're like fully on. So um, I don't know. I uh, I feel so torn in, in, in sharing that, but that's the truth. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because let's be honest, when we think about work in general, a lot of our office settings and just the environment that work takes place is is more of a masculine environment. That doesn't mean that I'm not making this to say that that it's a, a male-focused environment necessarily, and it's about dudes and guys, but masculinity is all about doing accomplishments, linear thinking, analysis, and Obviously, there are women that encompass masculine energy, but there's also this element of femininity, if you are a woman, um, where you have more of a feeling nature, you know, more of like being in the flow. And it can sometimes feel at odds with with the masculine energy that a lot of our offices represent, where it's just a focus on accomplishment. And to your point, Yuri, you know, to ultimately harness the power of your cycle, of your flow, you really truly have to listen to your body. Um, And the one thing that you shared with me that I thought was really interesting that I'd love for you to speak a little bit further on is just the policy uh, in Japan and Korea. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so again, I just kind of learned about this online. But apparently in Korea, um, since like the early early 50s, they had a policy to provide menstrual leave, like much like women take for um, maternity leave. But like once a month, you get to take a day off, um, you know, depending on, on how you feel. Now, you know, as I mentioned, I was torn and it's because feminists are sp- split on, you know, how to take this. Like mm-hmm. on one hand, is it a setback? You know, is it sort of worsening some of those stereotypes that women can't cut it because of, you know, their their bodily, you know, things and and needs? Or, I mean, if we're really embracing it, it could be a a true sign of progress, you know, and maybe there are Mm -hmm. things in Asia that are that are a bit progressive. Um, Unfortunately, I think like in Japan and, and South Korea, the policies like rarely even used. In fact, the usage of those menstrual leaves are dipping. And I think of a lot of it is because, you know, those things that we have here, like pay gaps and, you know, some of the discrimination are still so prevalent that women are afraid to take it. Um, But, you know, I'll I'll share, like even on my team, 
you know, someone takes a day off or not feeling well. And, you know, it's not uncommon for us to be like, are you okay? What do you have? You know, mm-hmm. because we're wondering if someone has COVID. And I was so proud mm-hmm. of someone on my team who said, no, I, I just had menstrual cramps. And it was a pretty large group. There was even a, a mm-hmm. couple of men on the team. And I was mm-hmm. like, hell yes. And all she did mm-hmm. was the afternoon off. But I was just so proud because, you know, why can't we talk about that much like somebody would a headache that they have or, you know, a toothache or, you know, diarrhea. We hear that all the time. So why is it not okay for someone to take a little bit of time off to recover from their menstrual cramps or just feeling, you know, like crap? Yeah, I think that's that's interesting because we are taught from such a young age to conceal a little bit of just a natural bodily, you know, habit or process rather habits, probably a bad word. Um, But it's funny because I remember when I was at the age where I transitioned into the child Liz (laughs) into the woman that I am today, (laughs) um, you can bet your ass. It was so freaking awkward. And I wish that there was, as much information as there is today, which we'll get into in a little bit, about how your period is actually a perfect compass that tells you, you know, when is the most um, or best time rather to reflect, to plan, to persuade and activate. I mean, I feel like I remember starting my cycle and just staring at this package of pads and I saw this beautiful woman, she was dressed in all white, walking on a beach. And all I could think about was that bitch can't get in the water because she has a big old pad on her body. <laughs> like, and, and, and all I could, all I could take away was bleed and look pretty and you can forget that ocean bitch. <laughs> but I think the reality of it is, you know, we always say, and you just said it, listen to your body. And you're so proud of the woman on your team who said, you know what, I'm going to listen to my body. But I don't think that everybody is aware or necessarily has embraced that, it's not just, you know, your body, you know, when you're not on your cycle, but your cycle, in fact, is this magical compass already. Yeah. Uh, and there's more and more information out there. One of my favorite books uh, that talks about this topic in at length is by Kate Northrup, and it's called Do Less. And I just think out of all of the things that she talks about, she literally has the entire focus of the book around the feminine cycle. And she even, I believe, released a planner the, in the last year that enables women to plan their activities around their cycle, that's which is so incredible. All right. So that is, incredible. that's so cool. So like, what do you do, let's say like week one, which is the week that we're actually menstruating? So this is like, so, so cool because, you know, there's again ton more information and yuri and i are not doctors but this comes from some of the reading i've done and i'll also be posting in my blog about it is so you don't have to take uh, frivolous notes you can go ahead and and follow back up on the blog that'll be posted tomorrow but when you start your cycle this is the time that you're best served to reflect and slow down so for the person on your team who felt like shit had cramps you know or you're just exhausted It's a time where really you're best served to reflect 
and really focus on where you are and where you want to be. It's not a time to start anew. It's not a time if you're even starting a new project or even if you're starting a new workout uh, program or a new diet. Day one of your cycle is a time to give yourself a break. That's great. I feel that. And then the next phase, so you think about, okay, I'm done with my cycle. The next pre-ovulation, if you want to be really scientific, <laughs> um, is ultimately where you're going to likely to be high energy. So actually, it's the reverse of what you feel when, when you're actually on your cycle. This is the best time to actually start a new project because you're going to likely kill it. Hormonally, you have different you know, levels of energy. And so you'll be more likely to tap into a vision and move, move into that vision with more focus. So that's the time to like start that new uh, project or, you know, if you've been putting off, you know, cleaning something up or, you know, strategizing, this is the time to ultimately really focus in on, on that right right after your cycle is complete. That's so cool. I'm literally um, charting this on my calendar right now for myself. Well, and then, you know how we always talk about the feminine mystique, <laughs> you know, or the time where you feel like, God, man, I just, I'm killing it this week. Like I am kicking ass and taking names. That actually is usually correlated with our ovulation. And so if you think about, you know, first you have your cycle, then you have the week after. Well, then when you're ovulating, usually like middle of the month, this is when you literally biologically have your crown on. So if you want to persuade someone, if you want to collaborate better, convince others of your ideas, this is the time where your feminine energy is at an all-time high. And, and you might have just a really easier, effortless job getting people to understand you and, and ultimately being able to relate to them. Wow, that's really cool. All right. So that's my week. But then let's like, let's get down to it then. Then, you know, obviously we're at, we're nearing the close of that cycle, you know, the week before, right. The notorious week before when we're all premenstrual, this is when ultimately we tend to, you know, categorize our behavior as bitchy or shitty or no patience. That's not a bad thing. This is actually the best time. And Kate Northrup talks about this in her book to tie up loose ends. This is the time for me personally, I have no patience for kindergarten soccer in the workplace. And so I try to avoid, you know, overly waiting time and meetings where I get really frustrated. Instead, I focus on what can I control? I'm going to tie up loose ends. I'm going to do the things I've been putting off that don't require a ton of energy or persuasion or planning. I'm just going to execute. And this is the best time even to potentially, you know, if you're doing an audit or something just very like granular, this is the time to do it. Yeah. So that's basically the month you have your, you know, just to break it down, your reflection that first week and relaxation, ultimately when you're menstruating the week after, replanning, strategizing, getting that vision and, and starting to take steps. The week when you're ovulating, convincing, collaborating, selling in, you're going to have a lot better energy 
that is probably contagious to others. And then that last week, tying up loose shit. Yeah. And it's really empowering to think about that because I find myself and Yuri, I'm sure you find yourself like this. And a a lot of our listeners, especially if you're a working mom, you feel this pressure to do this shit all the time. You're cooking, you're paying bills, you're helping with homework, you're wiping asses, you're working out, you're trying to take care of your, your health, you're trying to kill it at work. And we're just in this cycle of doing, 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 doing. And sometimes when we just don't freaking feel like doing it, we beat ourselves up. But when I learn more about how this cycle can be really empowering to us as women, it just really made me think differently about listening to my body and what my body is really, really trying. And I think that's the main takeaway. I think this is like great advice for people who do get their periods. You know, for me, I almost got a hysterectomy when I had Zoe because I had such complications. But I think, you know, for people who don't get their periods, for men who might be listening, I think like the the main takeaway is we listen to our bodies. You know, we go with the flow. But I think this is like an amazing breakdown. If you do get your period and you're sort of, you know, affected by it as, as we all are, I think um, this is some killer advice. One other. Well, one other- just really to build. I know there's probably a lot of listeners out there to say, okay, great. That sounds perfect. But I actually work for a company or a boss who's delegating my work to me. So while it sounds like I should be planning on this week, what if shit falls on my desk the week that is not optimal? And I think the only thing you can do in that situation is just knowing where you are being aware of where you might flow to certain areas and where you can control it, you know, try to plan for it. It's like failing to plan is planning to fail, right? You know, if you can ultimately be aware of your biology and harness that power, great. If you can't, then just be more patient with yourself. It might be twice as hard, at least for me, to give a presentation day one of my cycle But all that means is I'm going to maybe need to practice a little bit more because my tongue is going to feel like a 20-pound weight. (laughs) So that's, I think, important to take away, too, is that where you can control it and where you can influence your work, amazing, you know, to plan and use this as a planning guide for all the crap you have to do. Where you can't, just be patient with yourself and be aware and, and ultimately even start tracking yourself and say, hey... What worked? How am I feeling this week? What went well? What did I want to avoid? How is my energy? And how can I empower and myself and harness that power a little bit better? Yeah, I love it. And for anyone who is still skeptical, I mean, you know, we listen to the stars. You know, people listen to astrology. Um, we listen mm-hmm. to the planets. When shit goes wrong, people are like, is Mercury in retrograde? <laughs> You know, we listen to a groundhog to tell us how the year is going to go. <laughs> but why wouldn't we listen to our bodies? So it makes all the sense in the world. Liz, thank you so much for enlightening me. Well, thank you for starting off this podcast on talking about Valentine's Day, because we went pretty much full circle in terms of why Valentine's Day exists, the color red, what the color red ultimately represents. And then ultimately tying it to work and, and owning our power. And I think, you know, in closing, the way we must work as women is to ultimately not ignore biology in favor of busyness and 
it's okay to listen to our bodies and ultimately listen to them so that we can feel our best. We can feel authentic. We can empower ourselves and empower our, those around us. And the greatest way to do that is just reorient yourself with your womanhood. Yeah. So just, there's nothing that says girl power like that. Yeah. I don't know what does. I just feel like you gave us like a user manual for our bodies because our bodies are not machines. And, you know, this speaks for both men and women and, and everyone else, but our bodies are not machines. It's not, you know, made to just do, do, do. It's made to be listened to for us to get the most out of it. So thank you. Well, sometimes it is made to do, do. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note, I hope everybody has an amazing week. I hope all of you listeners out there honor your bodies and honor your femininity and kick ass as you go into next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Work and Win podcast. We produce this content for you and we would love your feedback. Leave a comment or contact us at contact at workandwim.com and on Insta at workandwimco or check out our website at workandwim.com. Remember, we are here for you. We know that you bring your whole self to work and we want to make sure that that whole self is the best self. Carry on, ladies.